When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a click away. Order online and pick up at your local store. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, isn't it amazing how people like to censor others, especially when it comes to enjoying the holidays? You know, it's not just the greetings. It's not just the fact that people have these issues and you got to be holier than thou. But it's the fact that some people even say, you know, it's too late for me to do anything spooky. It's too late to be, uh, you know, to do anything that's about horror during the holidays. I'm like, are you kidding? Do you not know how many horror legends are made and how special this time of the year is for a lot of the creeps and ghouls to come out? You know, it's just amazing how who keeps coming up with these rules, man. That's the only thing I keep asking. And you know what? This is the right time to break them all because welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. Hello, J360 Legion. How's it hanging? This is the J-Man, and welcome back to my show for episode 130. Hell yeah, guys, we're finally doing it. I mean, slowly but surely, I gotta admit that season 4 has been a little bit, you know, off and on, but I've been working on some other projects for a little bit, but I never forget that this is the main bread and butter here. This is the one for J360 Radio. And indeed, I've been working on some R&D for J360 Radio. Soon enough, it's going to be pumping its muscles and it's going to be flexing and showing off just like anybody else out here. Because you know, we're on the rise for that new year, new me crap. But before we get into that nonsense, let's go ahead and put up with this week's nonsense. Have you ever heard like people tell you that like if you're trying to do like a mixed celebration and like as many different holiday elements as you want to because you just couldn't make it to October 31st so you decide to go ahead and use the other months to go ahead and get your fix for that and then they try to tell you oh no this isn't a time for that this is for other holidays this is all this it's like come on man <laughs> let me tell you something right Whoever keeps making up these rules for how we should all live our lives and all this other stuff, like, I can understand if it's laws and they actually somehow go through a working part of the government, whichever part that is, it's questionable at this point, but I, you know, what I'm saying is, is that how you do things, and I've been saying it as a constant theme this year, and probably for any other year, is entirely up to you. Like, you don't realize this, but... The holidays is the perfect time to be all about horror and stuff. Like, I mean, despite the whole Krampus thing, and despite, like, you know, all that goodwill and stuff, like, they have done well with making certain movies that are based around the holiday season and their horror elements. I think a good one was um, Santa's Slay, right? With Goldberg as Santa Claus, and he's just pile driving and stabbing people and just and then his arch enemy is an angel so that somewhere along the line the guy was like you know what i don't want to make toys anymore i just want to make everybody's life a living hell this is my time to be a demon spawn and then i also remember that there was the ongoing classic where it was it was called silent night deadly night right and and this one had a lot to do with the religious connotations too because who would have thought that all that traumatic experience... And this guy is... And this little kid is just visiting his grandfather, right? 
you, you know, and then his grandfather, who was cantonic for the most, till the parents went away, that he all of a sudden came back to life, looked at his grandson and told him to fear Santa Claus because Santa Claus is going to, you know, he breaks into people's homes and every. I was like, wow, <laughs> this this was because this movie is is a cult film by so many standards, but still, you look at the gist of what's going on in the movie, and it's like. There are some parts there, like, you really feel for the kid. I think his name was Billy. Isn't there something like how, like, he has the same name as the one kid from Gremlins? Which is another great film. But, you know, that you, you feel for that poor kid because in the same night as they were getting away from, you know, the retirement home where his grandfather was, there was a man there that was stranded on the road and he was wearing a Santa Claus suit. It looked like he had car trouble, but little did mom and pop see that pow pow, apparently not. And then it turned out that that Santa, that guy who was, whoever it was, maybe overworked or tired out Santa Claus that just said, you know what? To hell with everybody. I'm going to rob tonight. You know, <laughs> wild stuff, man. I mean, apparently it's sad because you think of Santa, you think Santa's just a happy, jolly, jolly fat elf that gives you stuff for free. Uh, depending on whether you're good or bad or not. But this guy, he just didn't care. And then you look over at, like, poor little Billy, who's traumatized of everything, because he could have got killed too. But luckily, though, the police came in at the same time. But, of course, nobody's going to take the kids, so, you know, they have to go through the system. And is there no better system than the Catholic orphanages? You know? Is there no better system than that? You see where I'm going with this, right? Because of all of our problems with religion from time to time, yeah, that kid's going to grow up warped. And warped did he grow up because he had some trouble fitting in with the kids at the orphanage in addition to dealing with Mother Superior, uh, Queen Bitch herself. I mean, I don't even care to know her name, but pretty much she was Mother Superior of that particular orphanage but she was oh my god she deserved to get beat down i'm just saying you know and i really don't want to say like hey let's go out there because all nuns are evil beat the crap out of them no i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is that particular woman there's something wrong with her i was looking at her and i was like oh my god if we threw holy water in your face do we really would she decay and look like the emperor or would she melt apart like the witch from wizard of oz that's the kind of things i get out of it but she really did a number on that boy because he was screwed up. And then later on he grew up, you know, despite the emotional scarring. And he managed to have a pretty good career at some some hardware store. I think I think it was either a hardware store or it was a general store. One of the two. But then all of a sudden, you know, like his little brother was a baby at the time. But even then as, you know, years passed, you know, that kid grew up too. He's still at the orphanage. So it can only be a, it can only be a matter of time before he goes crazy. But you see, little Billy went through so much. Little Billy is a repressed nutcase in the making. And then eventually along the line, you know, there was a pretty girl that was working there. And had a little budding romance. And somewhere along the line, she just didn't like him the same way he liked her. And he, she, she started to feel for another person that worked there, which was Billy's rival. Billy just couldn't take it, man. Billy snap. Billy said... I'm put on the Santa suit. I'm gonna fix y'all. Y'all naughty. I'm gonna do something about it. I'm gonna do something about it. And he does. And he does. He starts wiping out, killing everybody. But also, he realizes his problems really came from that mother superior. And yeah, I'm going about it in a light, just way because you know we have a list of movies to look into. But 
man, as he was as he was handling his business, I felt for Billy. I really did, cause I mean, you know, sometimes it it takes a while for you to kind of work out certain things that you were raised on, so that you could be a better person. And you see, the thing is, he never had that. <laughs> he didn't have a shot in hell's chance of even getting up out of that. He's indoctrinated to the T. So you know, as soon as he snapped. He went out there and he decided to do the psychopathic work that needed to be done. And in doing so, he grew up into the one thing that he hated. A killer Santa. Could you imagine? You know, like, if you really think about it, those that work in retail and logistics are really at the, you know, the height of, um, the height of rage at this point. Due to all the stress that they have to endure and deal with, because certain other people just keep nagging and prodding at them and all that, all that good stuff, which um, in turns can make you just really dislike and hate people. And you look and you see him, and then you're like, "Wow, you know, I really feel his pain." But you try to take it up with a mall Santa, like really look at a mall Santa. Sometimes, do you think that they like what they do? Do you think that they're just doing that because, hey, you know what? I like it if kids sit on my lap and and, and, and they totally, they pee and they poop on me and all this other stuff. And they yell and scream in my ear and all that. Now, I'm not speaking on behalf of all mall Santas. I'm sure there's some people that are actually a lot more cooler with certain things than others. But then there's quite a lot that just can't take it no more. And they're like this, you know, instead of me going ahead and trying to end my life, how about I change this system a little bit? And old Billy, well, you know, he did what he had to do, but it was never resolved whether they caught the guy who killed his parents or not. Was it? You know, like, I, I think he completely got away with it all. And then, you know, Billy went to go after Mother Superior. Mother Superior scoffed him and stuff, but the police officer that was trailing him the whole time managed to uh, take him out before, like, the final blow could be struck. And I thought that was... You know, I thought that was kind of hackneyed. Because, I mean, like, she deserved it, too. Because she was a monster that pretty much created a tragic figure who, in turn, became a monster. It's one of those little things I look at. It's like, you know what? If you're going to wipe out Frankenstein's monster, you might as well wipe out Frankenstein, too. You know, in certain cases like that, at least. But then, you see, while it didn't happen... His little brother, Ricky, who somehow is still in the orphanage, you would think that because Billy's 18 and stuff, you know, he could actually help take care of his little brother if he wanted to. But maybe, maybe not, because I, don't, I, I guess Billy didn't have his own home or something like that. Didn't he, like, live in the orphanage? It's, it's little things like that that really kind of, you know, raises some question. But it's a cult film, so, you know, just roll with it a little. But you see his little brother, who takes up the mantle in the sequel... Gave a little hint. He pointed at Mother Superior and said, Naughty. So, that led into Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Which I didn't really get to see because I had to go into work. (laughs) But that's definitely on my list of things to catch up with. And then, of course, you know, I went to my old favorite, Jack Frost, because why not? You know, it gets better every time I look at it, especially around this time of the year. The only one I really didn't care for was the second one. Now, don't get me wrong, the plot of these films, you know, it's cult films. Of course they're not great. They're not meant to be great. And that's the intention. And nothing wrong with that, by the way. But what I'm saying is is that in terms of that second one, though, it turns out that during the scuffle and the climax of the first film, 
his him and the sheriff's DNA had a bond to it, so they went with the whole my enemy is me angle. And while they worked with that, you hardly got to see Jack Frost in the sequel. I I guess for their whole thing it's because they're on a they're on an island or a beach resort and how's Jack Frost going to get around to do what he does best if he's on a beach resort? So but then again, you you realize he's a mutated killer snowman. He really has no effect on him like that. And then later on, you know, they tried the whole antifreeze um, weakness on him again, and he spat out multiple snowballs and stuff, a.k.a. the Gremlins. You gotta give it up to Gremlins. I'm not gonna review Gremlins on this episode, because it's a legendary movie that everybody knows about, and it just celebrated its 30th year of existence. So, I mean, you know... You pretty much should know Gremlins by this point. And if you have not watched it during the Christmas season, what is the matter with you? Don't be late. Don't be lazy. Do what you gotta do. And, um... Like like I said, they used that subplot in there. And what's really funny about it is is that they did manage to, you know, weaken the snowballs and everything by using the sheriff's weakness, which turned out to be Bananas. Just roll with it, y'all. Bananas can kill a mutated killer snowman. Yeah. So as they used them on those little snowballs and they were all blowing apart, I remember me and a friend were watching this film. And then, like, Jack found a little snowball that was still living and clinging to life. You know, they were using that trope. He picked it up, pet it, said, there, there. No worries. You don't. You can stop crying now. And the little one felt felt happy to be near his daddy. But then one thing happened. The little one died. And then Jack, with a hint of compassion that he did not have in the first installment, wept a little tear down his face. It trickled. And then it got personal. And man, my friend cringed at that stuff something awful. (laughs) I was busy laughing at his reactions to it because I was like, I knew the movie wasn't going to be that great, but at the same time, it was like, when you sit there and you watch it with other people and you see how they react, you just you just can't help yourself, you know? And um, with, with little things like that, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, it's not that bad. I mean, it's it's going to get worse, but it's not that bad. And in his particular way of doing things, he was like, how can he get any worse? I was like, well, we can go ahead and back to the Silent Night, Deadly Night series and actually watch three and four. And then he decided not to come over to the to the J360 house at that point. I'm like, ah, well, you know, there's always other people I can watch this stuff with. Like, um, speaking of which, there's a few more other ones that I have not seen. And you can go on Bloody Disgusting uh, yeah, bloody disgusting to actually take a look at some of the guides of some of these um twenty these uh Christmas horror films. I think there's one that I really got my eye on called Christmas Blood, um Cannibal Claws because that looks like it's just a trauma film in in disguise and you know I love trauma. Trauma is just amazing. And then of course you got Caesar and Otto's Deadly Christmas. You got Blood Beat. No, wait, wait, 1983. Ooh, and let's not forget. And some of, some people have been talking about it because the remake for this movie did just come out. And whether it's good or bad, as usual, depends on your opinion. But Black Christmas, you should always at least look at the 70s one. I mean, because it has its problems, yes, but at the same time, 
You know, it's a classic. It's one of those kind of things, like when a stranger calls scenario, you should definitely check out Black Christmas. And then if you want backstory and all that other stuff, instead of it, it just happens and nothing's really solved, well, you can always look at Black Christmas 2006. As for 2019's Black Christmas, um, well, that's eh, totally your call, I guess. You know, it is what it is. But, um, like, like anything else, Christmas Evil is a good one, too. But I, I kind of like the scenarios where, you know, Santa is the villain. I really do, because, I mean, after a while, you know, he's not really appreciated. Like, people don't believe in him anymore. I think this year they tried to make him gender neutral. I mean, after a while, you'll think about it that Santa has enough of our ish, and he's just going to come out, and he's going to take it out on us. He sees us when we're sleeping. He knows when we're awake. He knows if we've been bad or good, and we try our darndest to be good, but we keep messing it up. So one way or another, something has to be done about it. So he pulls out his scythe and he just says, Die, mother! Yeah, well, you know. At the end of the day, I would love to see that happen in some of these some of these kind of movies. Because you can actually work with this plot if you wanted to. And then there's one called Day of the Beast. Let's see, Dead by Christmas. Eh, eh, you know. But I also noticed that, like, if you really want to look at it this way, when it comes to certain Christmas horror films, you know, like how My Bloody Valentine is really a horror movie for Valentine's Day next to the one called Valentine's and maybe Prom Night? Maybe Prom Night, maybe. Um, you know, you gotta look at it this way. Like, this is the perfect time for that stuff. There's even one called December. Like, you should look into the... Wait a minute, December. Oh my god, it's a, it's a horror anthology. 24 films. Yeah, that that totally works. Like, see, I, I'm I'm writing down a new list, man. This this is this that's too good to pass up. Watch that night. Uh, but you know, like, um, and then not only that, some of y'all like to talk about Krampus, and you like to talk about like, but then again, didn't everybody love Nightmare Before Christmas? Didn't everybody love that movie? Like, what? Like, really? What does other people say stop you from doing it your way? You know what I'm saying? Like, you should have these moments. You should take charge and run through with them. Never let anybody stop you from celebrating the holidays in your own unique way. Which, by the way, I need to go ahead and give a shout-out to the first day of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to all of you out there who celebrate Hanukkah. I know uh, Kwanzaa is just around the corner. And I know there's some smaller, um, smaller holidays out there that don't get the attention that they believe they deserve. And, you know, we'll say happy holidays right now and it will be politically correct but you do know right that greeting has been ruined due to all the politics that surround it and it's just not cool but right now oh wow hey there's another one dismembering christmas there's a whole lot of great stuff here oh by the way how come everybody's still having that argument about um die hard not being a christmas film it's very as much as a Christmas film as, say, Home Alone. The thing is about Home Alone is there wasn't no building that exploded in Home Alone. Right? I remember there being a lot of water and stuff, but nah, no, nothing exploded in Home Alone entirely. Though I'm sure there has been. I mean, like, you, you gotta think about it. Stuff takes place on Christmas, so why why wouldn't it be? Same thing with, um... 
Same thing with that movie Elves. Like, yeah, you could think about this. You could take that scenario where the elves had enough of being driven to the brink of insanity by Santa and all those Christmas carols, and they decided to say, you know what, we just want some real peace and quiet. So we're going to wipe everybody else out of existence. And there's also a 2018 version, too. Or no, no, no. No, that's not a 2018 version. That, that's actually a sequel to that one called Elf. The Elf. <laughs> not 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 Will Ferrell's Elf, which was a decent movie in its own right, though at the same time pretty creepy. But that's the point. But other than that, though, let's see. There ain't nothing else on this uh, listing here. And my list, my list is trash compared to all this, because quite a lot of this stuff I did not get to. Oh shoot, Ginger Dead Man, <laughs> of course. Yeah, 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 Gary Busey was the killer in this movie. So I mean. Yeah, 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 I remember this one. And that was made by the same guy who made um, the Puppet Master films. Which, by the way, you could look at any of those anytime. Especially Blade. Blade was like the coolest one on the Puppet Masters, in my opinion. In my opinion. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, 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 here's another one. Holiday Hell. Another anthology, man. Shoot, I gotta go ahead and write this stuff down. The only uh, real horror anthology I didn't care for that really tried to do all the holidays right, it was called Horror. No, no, it wasn't called Horror. It was called um, Holidays. And each um, each horror story in that movie was for a specific holiday. Like, there was one for Valentine's. I thought it was alright. You know, the thing with Valentine is it always deals with one of the people that are in the couple... Or, or even sometimes the double couple, they're not happy with each other, or they do all these illicit things, and then eventually they're going to wipe each other out. And it, it was it was forced in some angles. That's that's the problem with certain Valentine's movies. But but I'm not saying that they can't be done. It's just that you you kind of want to change it up a little bit. And then of course you know like the whole thing with the holidays movie here is it was kind of slow pacing, especially in the beginning. And then there's that one that's called Home for the Holidays. Oh, wow. I'm Dreaming of a White Doomsday. It takes place after an apocalypse. Yeah, you know what? Here's what I'll do. I'm going to go ahead and link you guys to this list so you can go ahead and look at some of them. Because, man, this, this is some cool stuff. And then you can see where Futurama got the idea for that killer robot Santa. Which I got to actually watch in a little bit because it's been a yearly tradition of mine to actually just sit back and chill out watching these things. And since I don't have to go to the day job for a little while, oh, I got some things to catch up on. And also, I've noticed that some of you have been doing, um, those of you that do cosplaying crafts and do a lot of, you know, creation on your own. Some of you have been combining uh, the elements of Halloween and Christmas, and as you should. Keep doing that, you know? And by the way, those of you directors out there that love to create films around this time, yeah, put some more of that content out there. And as I'm working on J360 Ready, you guys can drop me a line using the email system here, which is j360productions at outlook.com, and let me know about some of this stuff so I can go ahead and you know put it out there for you all, because... Hey, this is how the Legion works. It's a circle. Like, you guys come and tell me things, and, you know, we'll bring it out there. We'll bring people in. That's what it's all about, building a group. That's what J360 TV is also supposed to do. Which, by the way, 95% complete. 
that other 5% is going to be coming in around here soon. That's pretty much just aesthetics at best. Nothing to worry about in terms of uh, videography or whatnot. So you got a lot for a lot to look forward to next year. And then, of course, I can go ahead and announce this, but another J360 radio show is getting built up for... Another J360 radio show is getting built up for its relaunch in 2020. And that will be J360 Radio Live. So any of you other podcasters, content creators, or people that you know, have been helping me and my group along the way and been introducing yourselves, you know, and then shout outs. I'm sorry I didn't give you a shout out this week. Been crazy busy. But what's gonna happen is that show is for you and me. And we're all gonna unite as a unit and a network. So like I said, for those of you that want to be on the show one week or another week, you know, let me know so I can go ahead and get you on that listing. Cause you know, spots and slots are filling up. So you just let me know what's happening, and then I'll get you guys on there, and we can work this stuff out. And the best part of this is, and I know some of y'all will love this one, unlike the J-Man show, that show's uncut. Which means you can cut loose, you can curse, you can go ahead and explain yourself. I'll even set aside some time for you. It's going to be a big wild party, and as it should be. Because you know what? It's about you and me teaming up. And anybody else in the J360 uh, group. So, other than that, this episode is kind of light. I get it. But, you know, it's what I had at the moment. Wait, wait, wait. Not entirely, though. Oh, for those of you Dallas Cowboy fans out there. Yeah, you saw the game tonight, didn't you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm not hearing anything off of the interwebs. So, somewhere along the line, that had to hurt a little bit. Because everybody was so sure it was going to be an easy win against the Eagles. Don't discount us. I mean, one way or another, we might not have too much. The Super Bowl might be far away. It is what it is. Like, at the end of the day, y'all forget. See, sometimes the road to the Super Bowl can be more interesting than the Super Bowl itself. It's just like the time we won our Super Bowl. Yeah, we did not beat any Dallas Cowboys during that time. But this time, we made sure y'all asses weren't going to the Super Bowl. And right off the bat, you're on the bench, <laughs> fuming, tired, mad, saying fire Jason Garrett, all that stuff, whatever. All I know is this. You got checked and you got humbled. And what's really cool about it is I'm going to win $20 from it. By the way, big shout-outs to my uh, informant out there. <laughs> he was so sure about himself. And that's the thing, right? Never be too sure to the point where you lose everything. And the thing about it is, I should have went for more money. But, eh, it's whatever. Now I can always go for it next time. But as I was sitting there and I was watching, and I was like, I was proud. Because it seemed like, you see, I'm going to be humble. I'm going to be real about it. My team and their team, or your team if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, we pretty much are mirror images of each other. Because, like, there's a lot of things that are broken on both teams. Like, the NFC East always reveals itself, especially when it's almost playoff time. And you see, like, nobody cares about the Redskins. Nobody cares about the Giants. But people will always look at the Dallas and the Philadelphia game because we're two of the strongest teams. And the thing is, we countered each other out. We always do Newton's Law at this point. And you see with the way things were going, we ain't had no receiving core like anything. We managed to fix that a little bit. 
but also you see like how their pass run game was. It was sort of there, but we were able to stop that line a bunch of times. So, one way or another, bam! Ain't nobody going anywhere, but I do know this, right? While we're moving on, and everybody's like, oh, they're going to win the next game. That's not the point. We stopped Dallas Cowboys. That was the point. I got to give it up to my birds. They got the job done. And as they should. (laughs) Because it all came down to them. And for a while now, there's a lot of peace and tranquility here. And even as I get to Christmas, along with anybody else that works in retail and stuff, at least there's going to be a very sad room there. And it's all going to be those that wear that one-star rating, which is the Dallas Cowboy logo. And I love it. Right now, I should just go sip some tea filled with sugar, chamomile, and of course... Cowboy fan tears. I'm totally happy with that. Now, since that was a whole thing there, and a little bit of a cyclone moment for you all, uh, some of y'all asked me about the cyclone, like, when's that coming back? Well, you know something? I'll be real. It's going to come back. <laughs> it's it's going to come back, but it's going to be a lot different than the show that it was. Because, um, you know, I've always had, like, ways of evolving that and building it up and i've been looking into different ways to try to change things around and try to see like who else i can bring in and like i'm always growing the j360 group so the thing is it's going to come back but it's going to come back a lot different than what you know especially as i'm trying people out so you just stay tuned and then you'll see like how j360 radio will build up especially with j360 radio live now, will it be an uncut show? Depends, because uh, how good can you handle losing? And if you're interested, you know, like I said before, drop me a line, okay? And then also, for those of you out there who have been uh, asking me about the hotline, I'm working on the hotline this week. So, that's going to be the way for all of us to communicate. Uh, speaking of which, though, you guys can leave me voicemails anytime you want to. And if they're funny or clean enough, I'll play them on air. So that's going to be the next level here, okay? And that number is 240-903-1634. But other than that, y'all, I know it was a little light on a few things, but you got another episode coming tomorrow, which we'll go ahead and we'll discuss some more things about the holidays, all right? But until then, you guys take it easy. I'm going to catch you all soon. This is the J-Man signing off. Peace.